Please note the information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not take into consideration your personal circumstances. If you need advice, please seek out a licensed financial professional. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Better Real Estate. I'm Dora Pappas. And I'm Greg Fame. And today we'll be talking about making a tree change or a sea change, something I'm sure you've thought about a lot, especially on a bad day. Or thought about it on a good day. We're going to be talking to someone who has done exactly that. He's taken the plunge and made a tree and a sea change. Sounds like the dream, doesn't it? I mean... For me, it's just lifestyle holidays all the time. You go up to the, the little town up the coast and rent a house for a week or whatever, and you just think, oh, God, how good would it be to do this every day and get out of the hustle bustle? So for you, it's lifestyle? Yeah, I think so, yeah. For me, it would be a combination of both lifestyle and the benefits, the money benefits. Well, financial benefits, of yeah. course. That's always a big consideration. Think about selling up in Sydney and what you could um, buy there and have some cash left over so you could have a really nice lifestyle. Yeah, but I mean, I guess there's there's also uh, the things you don't think about as well that, you know, you need to throw into the mix. It's not, it's, you've got to still keep your head over your heart sometimes with these sorts of things. Well, that's true. Every time I sort of say it to my children and they just think I'm just threatening them. <laughs> But the truth of the matter is I really do want to do it. Um, They say, oh, but mum, you'll be moving away from us. And then they say, and you have to be near a hospital, so you have to be close to amenities. And if anything went wrong, we can't get to you quickly and things like that. So yeah, I mean, but I mean, even so, if if something went wrong here with the bloody traffic, you'd still take hours to get there, wouldn't they? (laughs) You know what? You're absolutely right. They could probably hop on a plane on and a be plane, near yeah, me. Exactly. <laughs> Next to no time, faster than they'd get to me in Sydney. Especially as if they're if they're working and they can't just drop their jobs to get yeah, to me. Yeah, exactly. I know. I mean, it's there is a lot to think about, and and the benefits are obvious. I know one thing. I've got a, a few mates who have done it. Yeah. And they say they would never move back. Well, they come back to visit and, you know, and, and see their family and so on. And it's only sort of, they're only sort of four hours away driving. But um, yeah, they say, no, nope, never do it again. Really? Yeah. And that's because of uh, traffic? Just, is yeah, it, just that just lifestyle. The- they're, they're, he's got a good business up there and, you know, and, and he, he bought a shop and um, that's been going great guns and, and brought up the family there and got involved in the community and so on. But uh, yeah, he's, there's a couple of negatives there. He, Occasionally, but uh, it's a bit insular and so on. But he says when he comes back to Sydney, he's just like, no, nah, there's no way. That's just bedlam. Yeah, look, I've, I, I must say, I have considered it several times, and I just haven't been quite ready to make the plunge. I think um, my children guilt me a little bit, but oh, I'm getting closer and closer to making that decision. And I think it, it is for me that. Um, the financial security of selling up in Sydney and then having a lovely um, lifestyle there, and especially as now you can work anywhere really. If you've if you if you write, or um, I mean, I, I look at even my daughter who's been talking about living overseas, but still having her business based here in Australia. Yeah, she'll she'll say, "Well, have computer, we'll travel, no problem." Yeah, um, it's an electronic world, isn't it? Yeah, she's, their office is paperless, so I'm figuring if she can do it, I think I can do it, and I can do it from here. 
Oh, we, we, you, we can Skype in for meetings, Dora. Oh, that sounds like a, a good <laughs> we idea. We just have a whole lot of computer screens facing each other. And Actually, seriously, Greg, where would you move to? Oh, look, I'm, I'm a bit of a coastal freak. I've, I've actually experienced uh, the tree change. My parents moved out of the city and did and did a tree change uh, when I was in my t- sort of mid-20s. Um, so I've seen all that. A friend of ours, uh, when we were growing up, had a farm as well, so we'd go and do that. But I, I still love the beach holiday, you know, where you can go swimming and, and surfing and, and just that sort of sun-soaked you know, atmosphere, I guess. I have to say I'm a little bit the same. I'm um, probably a coastal dweller as well. I, and I could go anywhere. South coast, I absolutely love the landscape there. Um, north coast, I'm just as comfortable there. Yeah. And, you know, Queensland, well, it's beckoning as well. And I could probably go as far as um, probably mm, Cairns, somewhere up there, but um, yeah, um, yeah, I just want to be anywhere but right where I am right oh. this moment. Oh, it's not no, that, that's not it's true. Not that bad. No, it's well, not. That I mean, bad. how do you? I mean, what? How do you find out about it? Do you? You it's... know, you know that um, there is something. There is a tool called Move, and it's um, been created by the Regional Australia Institute, okay. and yep. you can um, download the app. Or you can actually go online and this tool, you can hover over a particular area of Australia, anywhere in Australia, and it can give you, say, a comparison between the average income and the low, uh, sorry, the median house price in the area as well. So you can actually work out is it a location that you're actually going to be able to earn enough money to be able to pay off your home? Um, so there's a lot of interesting information. I think it's absolutely fabulous. You should yeah, have a look idea. at it. All right. yeah. yeah, cool. We'll put a link to that in the show notes for all our listeners. I'll check it out there myself. I've actually uh, many years ago when uh, we only had one child and and he was he was only two or three years old, uh, in in over in Perth in Southwest WA, Margaret River, Beautiful. around that area. Looked, I remember we looked at a, a property, fifty acres of natural bushland <gasps> in the middle of the winery. So yeah, you would have loved that to come over, Dora. Yes, I would have. <laughs> I would have been a very very happy guest. Yeah, but again, and and you know we looked at the numbers and it was just Perth was just a bit far. For, not for me, I was I was cool with it, but you know my wife had family and the with the young kids, we didn't sort of know what was happening, so we. You know, as you as you do, just it's all a bit hard, and put it on the back burner. But there's also Tassie as well. There's a whole bunch of people going to Tassie and buying beautiful homes, beautiful character homes, and they're buying them for what appears to be a bargain based on, say, the Eastern Seaboard prices. So yeah, well, if 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 that's your thing, it, a little bit chilly for me, but uh, yeah, each to their own. <laughs> you coastal boy, you. <laughs> <laughs> so great. We've talked about all the pros. Let's talk about some of the cons. Well, you've got to do that. Yeah. So I'm I'm hearing that about one in five people who make a tree or a sea change end up moving back into the city. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Oh, I guess it's it's not always a holiday, is it? You know what I mean? Like you you think it's going to be this relaxed lifestyle like you had during your summer holidays, and I guess it just doesn't pan out that way and, you know, they might miss family or friends or... uh, Trouble finding a job. Yeah, yeah, you know, going to the movies or, you know, even something as simple as that, going to a shopping centre. Yeah. That that friend of mine who moved up the coast, he comes back and when he comes back to Sydney, geez, all his teenage kids just want to go shopping. 
<laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Spend, the, the, spend all the money they've saved because they haven't been able to spend it up there. Well, there's not the range of shops and so on. So they hit the malls and yeah. and go nuts with clothes and so on that they just can't get where they are without going a very long distance. So it is the amenities and um, the location and I guess also the um, the distances uh, yeah, that they have just, to travel just, perhaps. It's just, it's just not the city, you know what I mean? If you can, And if you can do deal with it, you'll be right. If so, Some finding, people probably can't or might, might not get work, something. Yeah, yeah, I think jobs is a big one Yeah, because it's, it's not just the job that you're going to have or your partner's going to have. It's also your children when they're growing up as well. Yeah, yeah, what's going to happen there? We've got someone coming up on the show. His name is Adam Woodhams. Uh, He's the yes. um, host the Garden of Better, yes. Garden Better Podcast. Yes, and he's made the change, so he'll give us some insights in a little while. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Now we're going to be talking with Danelle Wiseman again of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate to get her top tips on making a sea or a tree change. Danelle, hello and welcome back to the show. <laughs> hello, lovely to be chatting with you again. Thank you. No worries, Danelle. Now we're, we're really happy to get your inside info on uh, making a sea or tree change. Being up there on Queensland's lovely Sunshine Coast, you probably you've got the best of both worlds. But I, I hear you, you've done your very own sort of version of that. Yes, I did do my own sea change. I came from Sydney originally and I've been up here now for 28 years, I think. So uh, it was some time ago. I did a little bit of a try before you buy. I actually came up and rented here for a little while before we actually made the move permanent just to make sure that I actually really did love it. And obviously I did and have have been here ever since. Love the Sunshine Coast. So you really understand what it's like since that you've done it yourself. But what would be your first piece of advice if a client was looking to make a regional or an interstate move? Look, obviously the try before you buy idea is a good one because depending on what you imagine your life to being like and the reality of your life being like to you're actually here. You don't know what that's going to be like. And while you think you might like to be in certain suburbs, once you get here, it might not quite be what you're looking for. So so staying in the area um, for a little while first is always good before you actually make that permanent purchase because your in and out costs to buy and sell real estate are actually quite substantial. So you don't really want to buy in one area and then realise you'd like to be in another. So if you've got children, you want to make sure you're in the right school zone, that that the school is what you thought it was and that um, things like that. I I think that that's actually not a bad thing to do. Uh, But at the moment, there's also some really good buyers around and you might think, oh, I don't really want to leave all my cash in the bank. I'd like to purchase. So I think that... The adage of buying the best house in the uh, sorry, <laughs> the old adage of buying the worst house in the best streets always always really good, particularly in coastal towns. You you do need to be as close to a patrol beach as possible, generally speaking, to have uh, good capital growth. So you might not be able to afford that perfect house with a beautiful view straight up, but if you can still get a house in the same street without the view, for example, you're going to have better capital growth, you know, than uh, than on the flip side. So, I, I think research is 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 a huge key. And, and what about the tree changer, Danelle? Like, is acreage probably a better thing, or there's probably a few things that people don't think about when when you're moving to a hinterland area. I think, like, if you live in the city, you have a different lifestyle where you've got a lot of convenience around you. You're, you're shopping, for example, you've got pretty much 
if you come from Sydney, 24-7 shopping. And uh, But if you're out in the country, you don't have that. So when you're looking, at, for example, at a kitchen, you want to make sure that you've got enough storage. You need a big pantry and you generally need room for a deep freezer as well, depending on where you're going to. So um, the just to go down the road and get milk is can sometimes be a challenge. So you need to you do need to rethink a little bit about lifestyle choices on that. So um, things like water, do you, are you on tank water? So do you have enough tanks there to for the use of your family? And I think until you really start monitoring your water usage, that that question is actually not an easy one to answer. So if you are doing your tree change, which is you know, um, a little bit further out. Are there any hidden maintenance costs associated um, with this? You know, what do you? What other things do you need to consider? You know, electricity stuff like that. Power should be pretty general, but mm-hmm. um, a lot of people, if they're buying, say you're buying a hobby farm, for example, um, I don't think a lot of people realise that welding is something that is is used a lot when you're on a property and to have a shed with three-phase power, for example, is something that you would need to operate a welder. It's probably even good to go and get a little bit of a course on how to use one because you would be having people come out all the time to fix things like fencing. Fencing is a huge thing on acreage properties, particularly if you're going to have any livestock. And even like a girlfriend of mine, she's just bought a farm and She's probably not realised how much work's involved in it and she's thought, yep, I want to get donkeys, I want to get chickens, I need some cows. So she's gone out and got all of these animals and now she's got all of these things that she's got to do that she hadn't anticipated. But, I mean, she's taking it all in her stride and she's going out and learning everything and being part of the community. That The the country communities are very friendly and very helpful. So she's getting a huge amount of support from the locals out there. So, so it's actually not a bad thing, but they're things that she probably didn't consider before she moved out there as well. Tell me about um, mobile and internet services then. There are areas where if you look at them on the Telstra mapping, for example, they'll say, yes, we've got, you know, NBN there, we've got great reception, you've got coverage all over. And then you're in one particular spot. We've got just out behind us here. If you're behind that mountain, you get nothing. It's like there is no internet and you've got to make sure that you're getting the NBN sort of t- takes a little bit more time to get rolled out up here. So um, so they're, they're definitely considerations. What a lot of people do is they test it when they're on their mobile phone. They have a look on their phone and say, okay, I've got reception. How many bars have I got? Um, some of it even goes back to 3G, which, which funnily enough, 3G can actually be faster than 4G because mm-hmm. so many people are now on 4G. The 3G network is not as over overburdened. Mm-hmm. So it's where it used to be a bit slower. It's actually not so bad now, but you, you, you do see, see things there. But I think, um, I think it's really good to make the transition smoother. I think it's really good to get involved in in local clubs, you know, whether you go, there, there's something for everybody, like whether you like to do lawn bowls or um, whether you want to do um, sailing or... Um, I, I guess that helps with, with, I guess that helps with, you know, um, you know, making friends and, and as, as, you know, you, you're making this move to for your life. So, you you know, you really want to be part of the community and and, and immerse yourself in it, I guess. Uh, yes, you do. And I think if if you've got kids at school, it's a lot easier because you, 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 your children force you to meet other people. Mm-hmm. But when you're older, and it, it does take time to actually get to, to know people. So, I mean, it's really good to meet people with a similar interest as yourself. I mean, 
my husband and I are in a, in a couple of car clubs. We love cars. And so, and it's a really good way for us to see the coast because we're every few weeks we're doing a run here or a run there and we're going to places that we wouldn't normally go, but we're, we're speaking with like-minded people. So we always have a lot to talk about. It's, it's, it's a really good way to get to meet people. There's also something that you said about um, people doing Bunnings courses and I was really interested in that. It was, is that more so that they can sort of uh, get their DIY skills up because they might have to do a lot of maintenance themselves or cosmetic yeah. changes themselves? Do 100%. Probably with a, a tree change specifically, if you've got a um, biocycle unit like the while you're not paying water rates because you've got your own water and your sewage and things like that, you do actually have an ongoing cost. I think it's about eighty or nine dollars um, every few months to have a bicycle, um, the chemicals and everything looked at. But you can go and do a Bunnings course to learn how to do that yourself, and you won't have to pay a um, technician to come out and do it. So, I think that you know they're, they're little things that that you might not consider if you're working in the city. You probably don't even really understand how the pumps work and things like that. So, so yeah, I think that it's really good. Bunnings are actually quite amazing in the things that they offer for not only adults but for children as well, just to give them little hints and tips. I think we should get Bunnings to advertise on this program <laughs> right now. <laughs> Bunnings, where are you? <laughs> so, Danielle, how can an agent help with a tree change beyond showing them properties to rent or buy? So I think that any good real estate agent that's part of a community and, and most sea change and tree change communities are quite small. So most agents are really, really well connected. So what we would be doing for you if you were approaching us is we'd be giving you the best tradies to help you. Like, you know, if you're wanting to do a bit of a reno, you want the best electrician, you want the best plumber, people that we know and are really confident that we can, that they can actually go and do the job. They're not going to, you know, rip you off and they're, they're going to be very competent in what they do. Not only that, there's probably lots of little cafes and really nice spots that are not on the beaten track. And I believe that we should be able to let you know who they are as well. Although we don't want to give you all away the um, best fishing spot secrets because they're better <laughs> to be unknown. But but I think that, you know, that, that there's so many little things that we can help you with. Again, what we were talking about in relation to meeting people, it, it would be really good to let people know, let, let your agent know what are your interests and that agent could probably point you in the direction of, oh, why don't you go and speak to this group or this group and they can help you, you know, get get a lead in. So I, I think that a, that an agent, because we're not just in the business of selling a, a house where we, we want people to love where, where they're living and enjoy it. So it, it's, I believe it's part of what our job is. So it's a true community there. Absolutely. Well, Danelle, thanks so much for joining us and, and for those fantastic tips. I mean, you gave me some food for thought, something I'd never thought about. Um, you might actually see me up in Calandra. I'm, I'm a sea, sea change type of guy. You can keep the trees. Um, now, before before <laughs> oh. you go, tell our <laughs> listeners how they can get in touch. Well, you can contact our office. We're Better Homes and Gardens, Coast and Hinterland, and we are in the main street of beautiful Caloundra. You can get in touch by calling us on 07-5355-1000, or you can contact us via email on info.caloundra at bhgre.com.au. Thanks so much, Danielle. Pleasure. Hey, Greg, wasn't that terrific info? You know what I found really, really good? I mean, actually, she had lots of fabulous yeah, tips. Yeah. So I, I learned so much. But what I found really good, and it's something that I always fear, I always fear getting ripped off by tradies. And when she said that they um, can offer uh, advice on 
yeah, you know, specific tradies. It's a great place to start, isn't it? It saves Absolutely. you a lot of the, the legwork and the runaround and, and well, so yeah. on. yeah. You sort of have a farm. Referral is the best form of advertising, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah no, that that's what I found fantastic. We've got someone coming up on the show. His name is Adam Woodhams. Uh, He's the, yes. um, the host Garden of, of Garden yes. Better podcast. Yes. He's going to tell us all about his experience next. Hi, Adam. Thanks for joining Greg and myself today. Not a problem at all, Dora. You've made a tree change and a sea change. Tell us about your big moves and what the decisions were behind those moves. Yeah, look, it was um, it was a, a big move because I'm Sydney born and raised and uh, Denise, my wife, has emigrated from England about 25 years ago to move to the big city in Sydney. Um there was, I guess you could say there was a lot of compounding things came together to make us decide to to move. And I think the real catalyst was when we had our little girl, Amber. Um, that kind of made us, it, it's sort of anyone that's that's got kids knows this, but you, it sort of forces you to start thinking a lot more ahead than you might normally do. And I think that was one of the big drivers. You know, we started even when Amber was quite young thinking, well, what sort of future is she likely to have in Sydney? Because, you know, we're just we're just average punters with an average mortgage in an average suburb and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we started to think, you know, would she be able to afford to buy a house or the way Sydney was going, going even rent a place? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and you know, what sort of what sort of future would she have? Um, but then also I, I really have to be honest and say I don't like what I've seen happen to what I still consider as my city, but I don't like what I've seen happen to it over the last, I guess, 15 to 20 years with the, you know, increasing development and increasing congestion and all of those sort of things. So there was there was a whole lot of compounding things um, that, that made us eventually decide that we want to do it. But it had been something, I've got to be honest, it's something we've been thinking about for probably the better part of 10 years we've been developing an exit strategy and then as i said you know amber amber who's now 14 was kind of the start of the process but then the serious process of thinking about it was about 10 years ago so how old was amber when you actually made the move we timed that very carefully to be honest um there was the desire to make sure the impact on her was as as little as possible, obviously, because she was at that stage of going from tween to teen, Uh uh, that transition period from primary school to high school. So what we wanted to do was make sure we were doing it before she transitioned to high school, because everybody will know that that's a difficult enough change in itself. Um, So we didn't want her to start high school, be there for six months, then have to start at a new high school again. So we did it just before she changed from, from, I guess you'd call it junior to senior school or junior to middle school. Um, and as it turned out, we found a really nice private school up here where all the years were on the one campus. So she was able to transition from uh, year six to the first year of high school in the same school with the same group of friends that she'd started making. Well, that's pretty good. That's uh, clever planning on your part. Mm, I, I, I think some of it's almost almost... You know, 
serendipitous than actual planning. But um, and you know that's another thing too. We were able to afford a private school up here, which we couldn't have conceivably done in Sydney because uh, you know apart from the fact that our costs are lower, the actual uh, the costs of quality private schools are uh, a lot lower too. Once you get outside of the capitals. Well, I, I mean, there's a lot of uh, positives there, Adam, but what are the negatives? What are, I mean, surely moving out of the city, it brings its own sort of problems and things you've got to think about. What are, what are some of the things you found have, have come oh, up? Look, ADSL1 modems. <laughs> <laughs> no NBN up there. <laughs> oh, well, we, we have fixed wireless apparently available just in the last month or so, but I've been told it's probably going to be just as bad as the uh, the ADSL one connection we're on. So, but uh, no, look at that. Telecommunications can be an issue. That's something that's definitely worth doing your research on if it's if it's you know mission critical for you. Which, in my case, I work from home, so you know obviously I do need to have reasonably good um, telecoms of all all the different sorts. Uh, friends is a big one, obviously. That whole network of friendships and things. I think I think Greg could probably agree. You know, with with blokes, it's perhaps a bit different. You know, we can we can see our mates every week or or every year, and it's sort of like there's not really much of a gap in between. Yeah. Whereas, mm. um, you know, I know Denise misses some of her friends dearly because they've been you know very very close for a long 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 time. Um, so that's mm. difficult, and you know, as you get a bit older, it can be harder to establish those those new networks of friends. That's um, obviously an issue. But on the flip side of that is the fact that you tend to find outside of the cities people are a lot more accommodating and a lot more friendly. So it can be easier to start rebuilding those networks than you might anticipate. Um, well, there if is- you do- if, if you don't plan carefully, access to services and things that you're used to can be really difficult. Um, what, well, like your, your hospitals and that sort of thing? Yeah, Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, exactly. That was – see, we, we sort of had this list of things where, as I said, we were planning for, for almost 10 years. So we, we put a whole lot of places on the list and then we'd visit them for – holidays or something and then rule them out or rule them in as we went along and there was always you know like when we finally settled on the region that we are which is on the upper end of the the sunshine coast near noosa um we kind of narrowed it down not just to that region but then to an area within that region and and part of what we were looking at was how close we'd be to school how close we'd be to hospitals shopping centers airports all of that sort of thing and the the interesting thing is that in some cases we're further away in kilometers um from you know facilities we might have previously had access to, but they're massively faster to access because you don't have the traffic. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me about traffic. I deal with it every day. So where you live sounds <laughs> like heaven. <laughs> Dora, let me tell you when I'm when I'm dropping Amber at school, and it's about a oh, an eight or a ten k drive, and it takes me fifteen minutes on the round trip. And I get to the roundabout and there's two cars in front of me. I get so frustrated. Stop. <laughs> Stop. I can sit in one spot, well, not quite one spot, over a 200-metre stretch of um, road for 40 minutes some days. I feel like, well, I won't tell you what I feel like, but it's yeah. not good <laughs> no. at all. So you're... Well, so that- so that was one of the motivating things for me too because running my own business, I'd be going to see clients on the other side of Sydney and it might just be for a half an hour meeting 
but I was finding it was basically taking me half a day. Yeah. Um, you know, by the time you you give yourself an hour and a half in traffic and, and then half an hour to find a parking spot on a, a metre that's only good for 30 minutes and costs you five bucks to do it, and then you have your half-hour meeting and it's another hour and a half back to the office, you know. So it's I, I can totally relate and it's, it's very nice to have left that behind. And I think that's the reality too when people move. Think about how much of your work is transportable, um, you know, easier for me because most of my – my work is is electronic, I guess is the best way to put it. Mm. Um, so I could be in you know any literally anywhere on the world in the world and and doing a lot of my work. Um, so you know how transportable is your job and and those type of those type of options. Can I ask you one more thing? How financially mm. beneficial was it for you to move up north um, oh. in terms of mortgage and things like that? And yeah, what well, you were I, able to buy. We we have put ourselves back into a small mortgage because we decided to do a very big renovation. Um, but the simple fact was, I have to tell you, it is the most liberating feeling to go shopping for a home and say, and we're going to be settling that with cash. Oh. <laughs> Stop skiting, okay? Yeah, I mean, the, the simple fact is that the, the we were looking at properties, you know, because the real estate agents have that tendency. They, they always want to show you something on the top end of your threshold mm. or a little bit above. And, you know, so they were showing us, we didn't want to spend a million bucks, but they were showing us some million-dollar properties. And Denise and I were both walking out of them, looking at them, thinking, if you bought the same thing in Sydney, you'd be looking at 2 to 2.25. Um, so, you know, the value for money was extraordinary that, that – um, a property that you'd pay maybe six or seven hundred for um, up up in this area, depending on where you buy, of course, um, you'd be paying well over a million for in Sydney. You know, you can you can still quite easily get a house and land package very close to the city and things for three to four hundred thousand um, dollars. You can be buying an apartment for a couple of hundred thousand dollars, and you know, be be virtually in the local version of the CBD. So. The value for money is extraordinary. We, we we could have literally bought a large apartment for ourselves somewhere somewhere well located and bought an investment investment apartment if we've decided to. So well worth the um the move. Oh it certainly it certainly has been for us. I, I think the the positives massively outweigh any of the, the negatives that are there. Um, and the simple thing to do, we, we ran this exercise a number of times, is the old the old pros and cons list, you know, that, that classic thing that, that you will do in business and all that sort of thing. You look at you look at what you're thinking about doing and you think about the pros and the cons of the action. And every time we thought about moving out of Sydney, the the cons list was always quite short and the pros list was always very substantial and, and that was what kept nudging us that direction that we really um, we really just felt it was the right thing for us. And I, look, I think that is the reality. It's not going to be a good choice for everybody and don't fall into the trap of going somewhere on holidays and thinking, wow, this is amazing. We totally want to live here um, because there's, you know, a lot more to it than what you see at that, that day-to-day tourist level. Absolutely. Well, Adam, did you did you talking about the price of property and looking around? Did you buy first somewhere you wanted to live and then and then sell in Sydney and move up there, or which way did you do? No, it? we 
Yeah, no, we sold, um, and just by happy coincidence, Denise landed a job up here in her field of um, uh, disability support at, the, at TAFE. She landed a job in that at the same time, so that all worked out very well for timing. And what we did was, in fact, organised a short-term rental. Um, so we, we hadn't lived on a small acreage before, and we obviously hadn't lived in the area we wanted to move into. So what we did was organise a short-term rental on a small acreage in the in the sort of rough triangle. You know, we sort of decided on this golden triangle we wanted to live in. Um, we we um, lived in a property there while we were hunting because um, we knew there was, you know, a regular enough cycle of properties coming onto the market that we'd find something in that six-month window. And, uh, yeah, we did. Yep. We did. So that was that was that we felt the best way to do it. That way we had the the cash there. We didn't have the possible risks of a bridging loan. Yeah. Um all of those potential complications. Um, you know, if you're financially able to to do that sort of thing, then you know, go for it. But we just felt a lot more comfortable um, you know, having that cash in the bank and um then making our decisions on the ground rather than Rather than feeling um, pressured or making bad decisions or accepting too little for your pro- other property because you need the cash to be buying the new property or it's already a big decision to make. You don't want to uh, yeah, well, it, it, do you? Yeah, it, it leaves you in the position of power, so to speak. If you're if you've actually already sold your property, you've got the cash there. You you're not going to feel pressured to be selling or to be buying, you know. So it, um, I think it's the, the wisest way to do it. Um, but it just might mean that your, your departure might be delayed for a little while or if you if you do land a job, then you might have to, you know, commute for a month or something until you, until you get it sorted out. But these things are all uh, quite manageable. I bet as a cashed-up buyer you would have had all the real estate agents tripping over themselves to get to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a fabulous position. I tell you what, you've certainly sold the concept to me. Do you want to act as my buyer's agent up there? I will get there one day, I promise. <laughs> Look, Dora, you would absolutely love it up here, you know, particularly know. The, the one thing I will say that we've noticed up here is the growth that's happening is is quite fast, but in most cases it tends to be very sensible growth. So, um, in fact, I'm sitting at the moment in the middle of one of the, the, the new Maroochydore city centre and it's been fully planned out so that, you know, all of the infrastructure that's required will actually be in place by the time um, residents and businesses start moving in rather than, you know, the, 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 other way around. the cart before horse that tends to happen in Sydney where they, they you know, move 20,000 people in and then say, oh, gee, we forgot to put a bus stop. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they, they tend to be very good at getting things right. Um, so good the, planning. It, it is sensible planning. You know, the, the, uh, a new hospital's opened up here recently, which I believe is the largest health campus in the Southern Hemisphere, and, and that was, you know, in its size was built based on future population estimates as opposed to estimates of what's happening now. So there's a lot of, a lot of sensible planning, and these are the bigger picture things you need to look at too when you're mm. moving into a region, you know, not just the, oh, yes, it's got a quaint little base hospital. You need to find yes. out if that's, if that's you know, slated for expansion or, <laughs> or closing, as is more often the case. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of those sort of things, but um, certainly, certainly worth serious consideration um, getting out of Sydney. And moving around these days is so much easier if you do have to um, commute for business and, um, 
the internet, when it uh, is reliable, does mm-hmm. certainly make a lot of business uh, a lot more achievable online than it used to be. Oh, Adam, you make it sound so easy. <laughs> Planning is the key, Greg. That's really the the big thing. You have to you have to map out and and expect the unexpected. And I, I as I always say, you uh, you plan for the worst, but you hope for the best. <laughs> just want to say thank you so much for sharing all your insights today. You've um, got both Greg and I just um, champing at the bit right I'm, now. I'm out of here. So. <laughs> Hang on. You've got to stay here for a little while longer. <laughs> Not at all, guys. Any any time. And, hey, look, you know, you can you can come out, you can you can throw your swag down in our, our backyard. We've got <gasps> enough room there. You just share it with the kangaroos. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm a city gal, sorry. <laughs> Not sure what I'd do with a whole bunch of kangaroos except, um, mm. All right. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, no Adam. Worries, well, Greg, another great episode. Another one done. How interesting was that? I, I learned heaps then just on, on making a sea change. I thought it was just, you know, pack up the car and off you go, but... <laughs> Jesus, a lot, you know. <laughs> That'd be you. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit of a planner, so I'd be more inclined to be a little bit like um, Adam. But anyway, thanks for listening to Better Real Estate. We'll be back next week with another episode. And if you're enjoying our show, please do us a favour and rate, review and subscribe. This will make it easier for other property lovers to find our podcast. So thank you. Thanks all. See ya. See ya.